Hey, my name is Trevor, and on behalf of myself, Lauren, and Leo, welcome to episode 243, Dive into Shark-Infested Waters with actors Katrina Bowden and Aaron Jacobenko. Sink your teeth into their new tension-filled adventure, Great White, a time of release in theaters digital and on demand now. Find out how they crafted this fun, character-driven fight for survival. A look behind the scenes at their underwater stunts and more. Plus, we revisit Katrina's unforgettable role as Allison in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil and see if they will ever swim towards a sequel. It's all on episode 243 and it starts now. I'm Katrina Bowden. And I'm Aaron Jacobenko. And you are taking a bite out of another terrifying episode of... The Boo Crew. We're sticking fast. We're in the current. By morning, we'll be 75 k's from here. Get an 8 hour? Not sure. What about the rescue boat? The current is running east. We use it to get to the coast. You're kidding. You got a better idea? So do you think it's gone? It's still out there. That's close. Everyone get out of the water! Joining Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studio are two incredible and prolific storytellers. He was first seen in projects including the critically acclaimed miniseries Conspiracy 365 and in 2013 the star's original Spartacus, helping it win a handful of awards. He then took up residency on one of the most successful Australian soap operas of all time, Neighbors, creating fan favorite the iconic Robbo Slade. The award-winning series Roman Empire, MTV's Saturn nominated The Shannara Chronicles, the feature film Spirit of the Game, and most recently Stephen Irwin's Tidelands for Netflix. The likability and fierce charm he brings into every role he plays has the power to pull the audience in to fantastic adventures. Also here with us, she has had an insane career, from bringing to life the songs of Panic at the Disco Jewel to Fall Out Boy in their most famous music videos, to starring in the most loved TV shows and movies ever made. The 16-time Emmy-winning 30 Rock, playing Flo Logan in the legendary Emmy-winning The Bold and the Beautiful, the American Pie franchise. She is an unmatched virtuoso in the horror comedy genre, as seen in Piranha 3 D, Scary Movie 5, Nurse 3D, the cult classic, 10-time award-winning Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, and so much more. She is magnetic on screen, always injecting complete fearlessness with a fun and exciting edge, and a master dramatic performer. She is the Screen Actors Guild award-winning actor that Esquire magazine named Sexiest Woman Alive. Their new film is called Great White. Five people find themselves stranded in the ocean on a raft at the mercy of a giant killer shark. It's in theaters and VOD July 16th. We are honored to welcome in stars Aaron Jacobenko and Katrina Bowden. Yeah! Yeah! Wow. 
That was what the best so. introduction ever. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank yes. you so much. Congrats on the movie. It is so intense. And it's also yeah. a really unique and original take on a subgenre that we love so much. So we wanted to go back and just take a look first at your personal histories with the horror genre in general. As viewers, what is the first horror film that you remember seeing as a viewer and how did it make you feel? We'll start with Katrina. Oh, so I, um, I, my first one that I saw in a theater was called Darkness Falls. Are you familiar yeah, with it? Yeah, I was on TV the other yeah. night, two nights ago, yeah. we watched yeah. some of that movie. Yeah, it's the story of the Tooth Fairy as well, right? Fairy. For everyone who's not familiar, it's about the Tooth Fairy. And it's, um, so I saw that in the theater and it scared me so much that I didn't sleep for weeks. I was not an age where I was losing teeth, so I had nothing to fear, but for some reason it still terrified me. And uh, after that, I didn't see another mo- uh, scary movie for years and years and years because I was just, I was, I was too afraid. Now, I'm late 80s baby, so for me, not so much a horror, but it was definitely horrific at the time. The Jurassic Park franchise was just unforgettable for me. As a little kid growing up, that was just um, all parts awesome and horrific at the same time. Yeah. Now, are there any horror films over the years, Aaron, that have become your favorites? I really love The Babadook. Oh, so good. I love that it's a real human journey without giving too much away, but done in a really intelligent way. And it's horrific and wild and scary, but also very meaningful too. Have you seen The Nightingale that was done by Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook? I haven't, but I know of it. Yeah, it looks wild. Oh, it's spectacular. It's yeah, intense. It's an intense yeah. follow-up. It's so great. And how yeah. about you, Katrina? Would you consider like Get Out and Us? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, those are my those would be my my two favorites from from recent recent times. Or um, Midsummer, I like that one a lot too. Now, Katrina, a certain film that you did was a game changer in horror comedy with a completely bold and unique take that really folded the genre into itself in all its gory glory. And that film was Tucker and Dale versus Evil. What do you remember most about the challenge of daring to pull off something so outlandish and, and creative as, as all the magic in that film really was in that ensemble performance that you guys did for that one? Yeah, I mean, I remember reading the script and just thinking it was so funny and, and brilliant and just different. You know, obviously, Eli, our director, really pulled it off because you can have a great script like that. But if you don't make it equal parts scary and funny, it's just not going to land. And I think that um, the performances in the the movie from the whole cast were just amazing, especially um, Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine. They just really brought those characters to life and they were just so funny and so lovable. And um, it, it was one of my favorite projects I've ever worked on. And it was just, it was so much fun. We just had a lot, a lot of fun on that one. Will you be back for a sequel? Everybody's been asking about this. I know people have been asking for a long time. We shot this movie so long ago. I don't even know like what we would do for a sequel anymore. I know that there were talks about it for a while, but I don't have any um, real solid intel share we'll keep the hope alive over here (laughs) so aaron what was your gateway into great white and talk a bit about building this awesome character in charlie and creating this survivor mentality and approach to this seemingly hopeless situation that these five people find themselves in because charlie and kaz are very much 
the rock that's trying to keep all these people grounded and focused? Yeah, well, I, I think for him personally, the the love is the rock for him. I think when um, we sort of latched onto that, and you know, after speaking to the, the director, and just for me, that was one of the most carrying things of the film. This this how. If he didn't have the love, maybe his survival skills wouldn't be as prevalent. Uh, so I think for me that was the rock. But he definitely has has those survival skills. Coming on board, I just any other audition I auditioned for. I was in freezing cold um, Rhode Island at the time, snowing, and then this opportunity comes up to film a beach film in Australia. Uh, yeah, it sounds good. And then I had a chat to um, Marty who. From day one, he was just a, yeah, he was, he was in my corner. I'd never met the guy, yet he color graded my audition to wow. show the which was, I mean, maybe my audition looked terrible, but he, um, he color graded, tweaked it a bit and sort of got me on board. And, you know, it was having a chat to him and just his obsession with classic horrors and his, he loves Hitchcock. He loves all of that sort of early story, all of it. He loves it. But also his love for characters. He didn't want it to just be a jump scare. He wanted to really focus on the human behaviour. And, and for me, that's what I love about these horror films. It's sort of how would I behave in that moment? How would I behave if I was in this scenario? And for me, yeah, that was sort of what really drew my attention. And then Katrina you bringing Kaz to life, she's got such an incredible backstory. Is a triage nurse. She very much establishes herself very early on in the film as the sensible one, the one who's kind of holding everything together. And she learns something about herself at the beginning of the film. Now, what did that element do to the journey of creating your character? Well, that kind of changed everything for her. You know, she's not just fighting for her own life. She's fighting for the life that she is creating inside of her. And I think that just really brings Charlie and Kaz closer together in this story, obviously. And they're both fighting for, for that. And they just, they have more to live for now. So, you know, Aaron and I definitely tried to keep that love and that feeling alive throughout the whole film, even, you know, even though they're crazy moments in it where everyone, you know, there's, there's lots of action going on, but we really tried to milk those like quiet, the two of us moments because it was a big driving force behind the character's motivation to keep going. So it's written by Michael Bowen, who produced one of our all time favorites, the loved ones. It's just a fantastic film as well. And directed by Marty Wilson, as he said, and this is very first feature. So I would think that a movie that took place like 98% in water would be terrifying to make, let alone as your very first, <laughs> your first time behind the director's chair. What about his process with you made it exciting and fun? And how did he manage to face the challenges of ramping up that tension throughout the whole thing with continuity and things like that being in the way? Well, I, I think I'll piggyback on something that Aaron said, you know, Marty was so prepared. I mean, the, the amount of work that he did, which with the characters alone before we even started, before we even got to Australia, it was, was the most I've ever seen a director do. He gave us these character description books that, that I've never seen any director do before quite like how he did it. And so I think he just created like a, a really, really good team of people too, who, um, who just 
knew how to keep everything moving and going. And our whole crew was just amazing too. So they all really were, were on top of it. But yeah, there were definitely a lot of challenges shooting in the water. The Boo Crew will be right back. This summer, take your life in your hands. I don't go in the water. This summer, experience a new dimension in terror. Daddy, look at the fish! Holy God! This summer, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. They die magnificent men. The all-new Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D. Oh, my God. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What elements of the performance and story do you think were elevated by pulling all this off in one extremely intimate location with such a small group of actors? Also, I think that's that's one of the keys of of what brought the cast together on this and really truthfully on screen where, you know, you're sort of getting to know each other's instincts. You're, You're getting to know each other's very personal behaviors because you're within such a tight space for, for all of it. And not just on the raft. When we're in the plane, it's like this tiny little box. TK's crammed up the back. You know, it's really tight spaces. And, and I think that's, yeah, it, it was interesting for me working like that. I've never really done an ensemble as sort of tight as this before. So, yeah, for me personally, that really brought our piece together. But behind the camera, I, I think it was just they were sort of, I mean, having a Queensland crew, I'm sure they've been in water a lot. You know, they've, I, I've sh- I shot another show in Queensland, which was very water-based and had a lot of training for underwater training and, and things like that. So it was, it was very, uh, it's, you know, they, I think they're going to be on top of it there. But they're all amazing at what they did. Were all the shots in the actual ocean or was there a tank built? We had a few different locations. So we were in the ocean for a lot of it. We were in indoor tanks for the, for the night shoot. We had aviation tanks for underwater, and then we shot on a, a, a prawn farm for some of the shots as well. With all the jellyfish. Oh my gosh, yeah. There was in the, in the prawn farm, believe it or not, there were, there were so many jellyfish. I got stung one day by one of them. <laughs> we, had, we had people in the water whose job it was to just make sure the jellyfish were not coming near the actors. <laughs> they were like huge. Jellyfish wrangler. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yes, and so, uh, you mentioned Aaron. How much stunt work was involved for both of you? Did you have to become expert divers and swimmers? Uh, start with Katrina. We had scuba training because... We, we had to learn how to use uh, the scuba rig to breathe underwater. And, and we, had, we, we shot a lot underwater. I, I shot a lot underwater. I had like a few full days of just underwater shooting, which is just really hard on, on its own. And we had a really great stunt team who were diving professionals and trained in this. So they really helped us as well. But we had to do like, we had, we had to practice breath holds. I remember at the hotel pool, we were all practicing holding our breath underwater and our you know our stunt team really did help us but it it was really challenging it's really challenging to hit your mark and get your eyeline right underwater when you can't see anything (laughs) it was a challenge in the second half of the movie where we have these really breathtaking 
extended underwater action sequences with the two of you. Did you guys, were you guys interacting with any animatronic sharks or anything down there for you to interact with? Were those elements CGI under there? How did that work out? Brenda the shark. I think it was Brenda, was it? Brenda, Brenda, yeah. We had an animatronic and honestly, it was amazing. There were a few shots under the water where you're looking off in the distance, you know, so you're pretending the sharks out that way. But most of the time we we had either the animatronic shark, which was incredible. It could like shoot forward. It was on a dolly. It would shoot forward. Its jaw would project. And, and it was just, it was wild. It That's terrifying. Wild. <laughs> wow. It really was. It was terrifying until we all took selfies with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was fun. And then when we were, in, when we were up top, above the water in the raft, they had, um, you know, fins for us because we had to, you know, five people in a boat, you had to get the eye lines right. So, we had a lot to react to, so it was. Yeah, it certainly made our job a little easier. Where's the shark now? Did anybody get to keep it? I don't know. I love keeping things. I don't think I would have got away with that. <laughs> so <laughs> a little too big to bring back to LA on the plane. <laughs> Did you guys keep right. anything from the production? Smaller stuff, not a shark. We were given some character photos as sort of a wrap gift, and and I kept them. They were they were just a nice sort of memento. Yeah. Some little mementos. I, I kept, I kept um, one of Kaz's bikinis. What did you guys think of the finished product? And you see these amazing, the cinematography, first of all, is stunning. And these terrific drone shots that kind of establish where the raft is in the ocean, both from above and then these spectacular underwater, like it is a polarity, right? It shows you from above and a lot of shots just from in the ocean where it shows the bottom of it. What, what was your take on the final visual scope of this thing? I think it looks really beautiful. I mean, I remember shooting all those drone shots. They would just basically push us in the raft out into the middle of the ocean. And we'd be sitting there for like 45 minutes. Like, are we supposed to like, are we supposed to paddle? <laughs> what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> so I remember that those, those times where we were just like floating in the raft, like, are they still shooting the drone shot? <laughs> um, but If they were in tight, then we would have been in trouble. Yeah. We were just like messing around on the, on the raft, like chatting. But now like seeing the, the finished product, it looks so epic. And I, I love how they had the juxtaposition of the, of the aerial views and then the below the raft views. It makes it look really, really cool. I noticed one thing. There was an intimacy coach credited at the end of the film. In what ways did that help to ignite the dynamic? Was that something that was brought in for, you know, maintaining that that group of five in the raft? Or was that something that was helping the relationship between you guys? Intimacy, much more intimate. It's it's for a very specific scene. Oh, OK. Yeah. And, and it's really a wonderful thing. At first, Katrina and I were a little we're a little sus about it. We're like, we've never really had to deal with this before. And we've had a lot of intimate scenes in the past. I mean, I was on Roman Empire, which was every second scene was like that, Spartacus as well. But this was, it was really a wonderful thing because it was almost like, it was almost like a dance choreographer for this specific scene. And um, yeah, and it just sort of made it fun, took away any sort of edges that we were worried about. We could just be open and communicate. And I think that sort of level of communication is just, really what helps with the intimacy and the magic. So I really give her credit for a wonderful job. Sure. No, I mean, all, all ingredients that help the relationship between your two characters really come to life on screen and just become real. One of the things I loved is the movie takes a turn at a certain point and you end up on a one set piece for the bulk of the movie, sometimes in darkness. What was the most uh, challenging scene to shoot? For me, 
without giving too much away at where we are in the film, but there's this scene where, you know, the raft's a little deflated, full of water. And when it is deflated, you kind of can't sit. You're sinking into the bottom because it's like a triangle like that. It doesn't have a flat bottom for shooting reasons. I think they just, it was easy to have a soft bottom. When it was deflated, it sunk like that. So our feet are all sort of propped up against each other. So we're standing up against each other's feet and it was just chaotic water. And it was really, it was a challenging scene because it was one of Charlie's most intimate moments. And Katrina was just a gem there. That was, that was a, she really supported me through that scene. So it was really, um, really amazing. So thank you for that. And yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was challenging and tough, but still a lot of fun. You know, even the tougher scenes, uh, you know, we, we're really fortunate to be able to do what we do. I think for, for me, my most challenging ones were just like the, the sequences underwater, just because I was getting so exhausted and so tired. And there's a, there's a scene where I'm like hitting something and I like accidentally had my hand on the way and smashed my hand. It was just, everything seemed to be kind of going wrong now that one afternoon, but uh, I think it all turned out really good in the end. And it was Looking back, I was just so lucky to have a cool experience like that, to be shooting underwater. And, and I was just, it was really cool. But in the moment, it was really hard. And I'll, I've got one more, actually. There was one very challenging scene for the production, which <laughs> Katrina <laughs> knows well. It's so the plane, you know, it's no surprise. Oh. It's, supposed to go down. it's supposed to go down at one point. <laughs> It was not supposed to go down at this point. We were like Monday morning or whatever. We're about to shoot. We're starting the day. We've got a lot of our plane stuff. It's floating in the ocean. It's not that deep. We've got our safety crew right beside us. So it felt really safe. But the plane started to sink when it wasn't supposed to. We're all standing in it. Oh, no. It was wild. So much fun. It became a real life sort of horror film right. for a bit there. So. <laughs> we were all like, why weren't you guys rolling on this? Because we all started panicking and like jumped out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Capturing a real true moment of fear. That would have been outstanding. Wow. <laughs> well, you guys, again, congratulations on this thing. It is a true slow burn journey in tension and fear. It's not all shark all the time. It's more so the fear of when are these things going to show up that I loved. Yeah, I mean, that was a, a big credit to the awesome. script and Marty. They, they were both, um, I mean, Marty was very passionate about finding those quiet moments. And I love that. You know, I think these days it can be easy to just, our attention span, we can just want to jump into things very quickly. But he, you know, he was brave. He, he wanted to take his time and, and the script took its time and, and it allowed us to sort of have these really beautiful, intimate moments that hopefully brought the audience in and, and formed this nice connection with the characters. Moving forward, what do you guys got going on next? Oh, you know, I just did another horror audition. Yay! Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. But this look, there's a few things that are in the mix. Nothing's locked in. Um, some are a little more... You know, we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I've nothing to report as yet. Very exciting, though. And Katrina, how about you? Same kind of thing as Aaron. You know, the industry is just kind of picking back up now after this crazy year we just had. So that's really exciting. And uh, nothing solid to tell you yet. But when I do, I'll let you know. 
Very fun. Lots of possibilities on nice. the way. Well, again, congratulations yeah. on this film, and thank you so much for spending time with us today. Bye, guys. Thank you. You see you. Bye, guys. Later. Thank you. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 243. Special thanks to our guests, Katrina Bowden and Aaron Jakobenko. At time of release, their new film, Great White, is in theaters digital and on demand now. Production tracks provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, it is the Boo Crew saying, sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales from the Boo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the bloody disgusting. Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.